again tht movie review here with boxman and anthony what up bro what's going on bro same shit different day man you know how it is holiday season i can bet <clears throat> yep yep yeah yeah actually i think we're like done with like all the like shopping and stuff so i think we're done with all that so, time to start paying everybody back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a jump on that before January. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's time to start paying everybody back. So we'll 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 get on doing that. But um, you know, Anthony, real quick, I'm gonna tell a little story before we get started tonight. Shoot, we were. Uh, I was sitting here before the show and jamming some music, like I usually do before the show, and a song came on, Once Bitten, Twice Shy, by a band called Great White, and oh, did it bring back a memory for me. I wonder if it's Trump's favorite song, The Great White. The what? I wonder if it's, I wonder if this is, I never heard of this band, I wonder if it's Trump's favorite band, The Great oh, White. Oh, you, you never heard this song? <laughs> no, I'm only I'm being an asshole. <laughs> have you heard this song before? Uh, the song you're talking about, I can't say I have. Okay, 
hold on a sec. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and pull flip. it up here. here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can pull it up. Give me a second here. Let me uh, let me get to my discography here, and uh, I will pull that song up in just a second here. Let's see. Let's just type in the word "shy." I could bring up some weird stuff on my computer. Um, we'll let's <laughs> see what happens though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? Here it is. Right here. I've got it. Hold on a sec. Music. Uh, here we go. I got it right here. All right. Oh, play this song real quick. Give me a second here, Anthony. Let me load back up the recorder here. Turn this off. All right, here we go. A little once bitten, twice shy for everybody. Here we go. This song here. That's right, a little tip for the dripping guys. Before you give more, they take off. Come on. Well, the times are getting hard for you, little girl. I'm a humming and a strumming all over God's world. You can't remember when you got your last meal. And you don't know just how a woman feels. All right. Don't want to go too much. Have you never heard that song before? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've okay. heard it. Okay, so one night, me and my, uh, I'm not going to mention any names. I don't want to embarrass anybody. People have moved on since then. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> okay. One night, me and my, my, my buddy get back to his house from the old Krabby Jacks. I've mentioned Krabby Jacks a few times on this show. And we get back there, and we have uh, we we have one of our uh, friends with us who happens to be a girl, and uh, she's telling us she's looking for a job. Blah blah blah. Not sure, but she thinks she could be a stripper. Mm. Thinks she can be a stripper. Now she knows I happen to be a strip club. How do you say connoisseur? Connoisseur, if you will. Um, I've been to a couple of strip clubs in my life. She knew that. Um, I was probably 20, I was probably 22 years old at this time. Uh, so she starts saying, you know, Hey, maybe I can see for you guys. If, uh, maybe you think I have what it takes. So my buddy goes, Hey, you know what? I'll grab my camera. You could see what you look like on camera dancing. Box, you a smooth son of a bitch. No, this wasn't me. This was my friend. This was my buddy. <laughs> I am just sitting there. <laughs> so next thing you know, he gets his camera and he goes, I go, dude, you need music. She can't dance without music. So what does he put on? He puts on this. You know, he puts on. Hi, baby. So the song is going. Here, I'll tell you what I'll do. Here we go. So the song is going. The song is rocking. You know, she's dancing for me. Next thing you know, she she gives me the, that that look. You know the look where they they kind of bite the bottom lip and they they look up at you. you yeah, know? yeah, that, yeah. That's the look when you, that you get. Hey, and I'm like, look out. Hmm, something could be good here. Well. Next thing you know, she starts unzipping my pants. 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, we're full on. We're and I totally forget my friend is taping here. <laughs> uh, so this song is playing, you know, mainly this song is playing, a couple other songs come on, blah, blah, blah. But uh, so my buddy tapes this whole thing. And actually, believe it or not, this girl became my girlfriend like three years later and my first live-in girlfriend. But uh, this song definitely brings back some good memories. It was very, it was, it was a weird long night, but goddamn, did it end up being a good fucking night, man. Um, from what I know, the tape is destroyed. But uh, that's another love story on THT. But uh, there you go. Just another uh, reason. Look, songs, movies, things like that always have. There you go, Weebs. A Boxman flashback. This was actually a kind of a flashback. We were so. Listen, when we left Krabby Jacks, we were always drunk as fuck. We, I mean, the place is burnt down now, so who gives a fuck? We had a bartender who literally barely charged us for drinks. We would drink three, two, three hundred dollars worth of liquor and get charged like thirty bucks. That's a good man. Of course, we would we would tip him about a hundred dollars, two hundred, whatever we thought we drank. We would tip him, so we would tip the hell out. He literally told us there were times where there were months where we paid his rent. Just us. So, you know, but uh, yeah, we left there fucking hammered. And uh, this was one of the good nights. We uh, we came back and, uh, yeah, little, uh, she, and by the way, she did become a stripper. Uh, I'm not going to mention what club, that'll, that'll give away too much. But uh, a very famous club, I'll just say a very famous club in Pompano Beach that is still around today. Um. Uh, not as big, but still around. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, there you go. Anyway, um, on that note, we're here to uh, review Bad Santa. I think I might have lost Anthony there for a second. Yeah, let me try to get him back here. Yeah, Skype is trying to get him back. In the meantime, uh, there you go. That was a little story in the life of me, which, uh, I don't know, hasn't been that interesting, but... Man, have I had a lot of fucking good parties. And uh, I've been drunk a lot, which is very good. So uh, there you go. <clears throat> now, we are here to review Bad Santa. And uh, while Skype is working on getting Anthony back here, I can uh, go ahead and do my... Uh, I'll go ahead and basically do a few things here. Bad Santa actually did uh, very well box office-wise. Uh, this film grossed over $60 million domestically, uh, more than $76 million total worldwide. So the movie itself did very, very well. Um, you know, for uh, movies, Christmas movies don't always do incredibly well. Uh, you know, I mean, most people have their their set Christmas go to Christmas movies, and um, that's pretty much what they watch. But uh, this movie did very well for a Christmas movie. Uh, I, I'll talk a little more about the movie when 
me one second. I'm going to try to get Anthony back on here. When I get Anthony back on, we'll see if he answers here. But, uh, you know, they definitely did very well. Christmas movies, like I said, some do well, some don't do very well. Um, actually, believe it or not, this thing is telling me I'm having a problem. Tell you what. Quick break. We'll be right back. Let me get Anthony back here. Actually, screw it. I'll just I'll figure out a way. Yeah, quick break. I'll be right back. Let me get Anthony back here. Oh. The person whom you're trying to reach is currently unavailable. Yep, currently unavailable. I'll get Anthony back in a minute here. I'll keep talking for a minute. Fuck all that. Uh, and I was just about to mention this, uh, Weebs. John Ritter uh, died September 11th, 2003, before this film's release. Um, it was kind of weird seeing John Ritter and Bernie Mac in a scene together, uh, knowing, you know, they're both have passed on. Bernie Mac, of course, died, what, five years later in 2008, I believe. I could be wrong about that. My, my, my timing is never very good. Um, but yeah, this was John Ritter's last appearance. And, you know, he, I, I, uh, I know he wasn't in a lot of movies, but John Ritter is obviously someone everybody knows from the show Three's Company. So John Ritter will probably always have a little place in uh, in in Hollywood there and in everyone's heart. But um, this uh, this movie starred Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Tony Cox, who is the uh, I don't know I, I I think you call them little people now, in um, me myself and Irene who uh, ends up beating up Jim Carrey, and his wife leaves him for him. Uh, Lauren Graham, who my fiancé was very excited to see. She was in uh, Gilmore Girls, Bernie Mac, John Ritter. Uh, a few more people were in this movie. Brian Callen. Uh, Brian Callen, by the way, did do an episode of NYPD Blue. He played the Miami bartender, so there you go. Brian Callen, NYPD Blue. There's the reference. Also, Ethan Phillips who uh, played another bartender in the movie. Ethan Phillips was... Give me a second here. He was Roger in the... Uh, actually, he was Roger in the movie. And he also did an episode of NYPD Blue. So there you go. Two episodes there. Two people. Two episodes. Brought it back to NYPD Blue. Like I always do. Let's see if I can get Anthony back here one more time. And uh, in the meantime, though, while I'm rolling with this, uh, John Ritter and, you know, we bring up a good point. John Ritter and Billy Bob Thornton also in Sling Blade together. Um, John Ritter obviously had a much bigger part in that movie. But uh, it seems like they were they were good working together, obviously. So there we go. Looks like I might have Anthony back here. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, folks. Fuck I, Skype, actually, but I'm back. Actually... Looked like it might have been my computer. Might have been both of our computers. Who knows? The weather here is all fucked up. So yeah, I hope I didn't miss any more fun. Because uh, you, t- that was a good story you were uh, in the middle oh, of. No, hope no, I didn't no. miss too much. I, I, I went on from the story. I gave uh, two people in this movie that had done NYPD Blue, and uh, uh, mentioned. Shots? Yep, yep, two people. And mentioned that uh, the movie had made sixty million domestically, seventy six worldwide. So it did do very good. Um, I was gonna wait till you get 
got back on to uh, to say this wasn't. Uh, I wouldn't put this in my go to watch every year Christmas movies. So you were not because I know this is uh, your first time seeing it. You were not a fan. Uh, I'm not going to say that it was funny. Uh, there were a lot of funny parts. I mean, I caught myself laughing. There were definitely funny parts in the movie. Not one I would just be like, all right, this, I'm going to put this on my must watch every Christmas list. But, um, it it was definitely a good movie. Um, just wouldn't add it to my list, but, uh, watchable. I mean, Billy Bob Thornton plays, God damn. It, it's almost like he plays himself in every movie. It's, which yeah. which makes him a great actor by the way because that's that's what people should think is that you're just playing yourself in every movie. You know. Yeah, that was my exact thought. Like before we went live, I'm thinking like I like Billy Bob as an actor, mm-hmm. but it's just like if you've seen him in one movie, it's like you've seen his performance in every other movie. But uh, but you know, he, but he plays a different character. I mean, we talked about him <clears throat> about a month ago in Primary Colors, and you know, he will he wasn't the same character, but he kind of was. But then you go back to like a Sling Blade, and you know, he plays that character, which you know, holy shit, that's a complete one eighty from anything he's ever done afterwards. But you know, he he seems. To, Look, an actor should always seem like they're just playing themselves in every movie. As much as people bitch about it, that's really what they should be. You know, you really... It's it's, it's weird, but that's kind of how a, a real actor should be. You know? You still there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. My my internet's fucking... I'm going to shut my camera just to give my internet a little a little break. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely not saying it was a bad movie. Not like I would never watch it again. It just wasn't my kind of movie that I would, uh, like I said, put on every single Christmas. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. But definitely a, uh, not not a bad movie. Um, you know. Any parts that stick, you know, because like I said, I like talking to you about this specifically because obviously this was your first exposure. Anything that stuck out to you as memorable? Jesus Christ, he drank a lot. Um, Could you have played this role? Could they, was this like an autobiography of a boxman? Oh, no, I, I never got this. I never drank like this. Jesus Christ, this is wanting. That was like a running joke of the movie. <laughs> this is wanting death drinking right here. I mean, this is horrible. Um, really bad. No way. Like anyone. I mean, this is horrible. People do drink like this. God damn it. Yeah. Um, but to be such a, a degenerate drunk, he sure got a lot of ass. I will give him that. <laughs> he he really did. And you know, she was in. She's a hot piece of ass too. Uh, and uh, we're talking about uh, Lauren Graham, I believe her name. My, my fiance just knows her from. Gil- she was in Gilmore Girls. I loved that show. Yeah, my mom's a fan of that too. Like, and that's yeah, yeah. I that's like her breakout role. But uh, yeah, she's been in that. She was in that other show, Parenthood, with uh, what's the guy from Coach Craig T. Nelson? Craig T. Nelson. There you go. Fuck. <laughs> 
Craig T. Nelson. Jesus. Um, Anyway, basically this movie starts off, he's drunk in a bar, (laughs) dressed as Santa, puking in the back of the bar. Yes. Uh, You know, just... He's the, the the title of the movie basically gives away the whole movie. He is a bad Santa. Bad might not be the best word for it. Horrible Santa. Um, you know, he's sitting there drunk, breathing booze in their face. What do you want, kid? You know, just, just not the best Santa in the world. Yes. So you would say that, I mean, obviously he's the main character of the movie, mm-hmm. but you would say as a character he really hadn't... Would you say he had any redeemable qualities of character? Uh, Anything that you could point to and say, eh, yeah, he drinks a lot, yeah, he's a scumbag, but eh, he's not so bad in this respect. Well, I mean, Was he just a complete asshole for you the whole movie? I mean, the redeemable part of him was that obviously he had a soft spot for certain children... Mm-hmm. You know, so that was kind of a a good thing. He obviously had a little bit of a soft spot. I mean, you know, he had no problem peeing his pants wherever he sat. If it, 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 is that a redeemable quality? I don't think so. I don't think that's redeemable. <laughs> but I don't know. Oh. Once again, man, Skype is blowing donkey dick tonight. The fuck is up with Skype tonight? But anyway, I keep, uh, looks like I keep losing Anthony. But, um, yeah, uh, there you Literally, there's one part where he just pisses his pants while sitting there and drinking in the chair. But, uh, uh, you know, he's, uh, I got your back. All right. Um, You know, and then, you know, right right from that, it basically shows what they're doing right away. The fact that uh, Billy Bob Thornton is actually a safe cracker. And uh, his um, little friend, Tony Cox, is a thief who has a list of stuff to get for his crazy gold-digging Wife in the movie or girlfriend? Uh, I want to say his girl. His girl. 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 Who was played by uh, Lauren Tom, who um, she was in, what was that? Um, the Candidate. The Candidate? The Campaign? The Campaign. Yeah, The Campaign. With, uh, yeah, Will Ferrell. Uh, she's a great voice person in the comics. She's funny as hell. So she, she, yeah, she's she's his girlfriend in this part, um, in this movie, but basically Billy Bob Thornton is drunk. I would say throughout the whole movie, I don't think there's a spot in the movie where he's not drunk. Yes, is the yeah, it really is, and like I said, that's like a running joke, and it's almost like. I guess they really didn't get in. They really didn't delve into it because it's supposed to be a comedy. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you really, you could tell, like, even though they didn't go into his backstory too much, that he was dealing with like a lot of depression. Because <laughs> people that are that drink like he did in this movie generally probably grew up depressed. Yeah, yeah, I, and you know, the movie starts off in uh, Miami, where uh, a bunch of girls are. And he's just, you know, and he's sitting there 
staring at a bunch of young girls playing volleyball, and I'm actually watching that part right now and missing Miami. Of course, it's also 20 yeah. degrees here, and I'm missing <laughs> Florida. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's neither here nor there. Also, after telling that story, I'm missing Florida more. But um. <laughs> it, 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 you know, I, yeah. is it wrong that you know throughout the movie because they were it was based out of Florida at least the movie in terms of like the setting for some reason I kept thinking of you <laughs> watching this flick like Box could pull his roll off. <laughs> oh, I could, I could. I mean, the, but I mean, there's actually parts. Believe it or not, a little trivia. Billy Bob Thornton did say that there were parts in this movie he was genuinely drunk. Oh, that must be a fun day at the office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. Obviously, you know, this was a, uh, let's see, uh, Weeb's, Weeb's posting, as he usually does, an editorial in the Washington Times likened the movie to an evil twin of Miracle on 34th Street and chided the Walt Disney Company for allowing such a beloved figure as Santa Claus to become to be trashed by Miramax, then which at that time was a Disney uh, Disney subsidiary, so you know, come on, we all know these mall Santas aren't the most up and up guys. Uh, Mick Foley even did a documentary on these guys, how depressed they are. I believe in the documentary, one of the guys, the Mick Foley documentary, one of the guys even committed suicide in the documentary. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, you know, Mick Foley did a documentary on these guys. Let's not pretend that these guys are happy all year round. They're not. No, I mean, they're not. I mean, and, and like, you know, we've seen, like, movies, like we did Christmas Story last week, and we did Home Alone a couple of weeks ago. Generally speaking, when you watch a lot of movies, I, I could imagine like what a lot of these saying is they always they're always kind of portrayed as like once the uh, beard and the hat and the costume comes off, they're generally depressing individuals. Well, yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Would you? I don't know. I wouldn't be very happy doing this, but <laughs> I mean, well, I guess it depends on what else you got going on in life. Like, if the highlight of your year is a fucking uh, Santa Santa costume, then yeah. But if you got other things going on, then you shouldn't be depressed. I mean, I'm actually surprised, you know, and you know, kind of to bring it back. I'm, I'm surprised Mick Foley is still even live on Raw right now that he's not doing WWE or like Santa stuff. I'm surprised he didn't have it wrote into his contract that uh yeah I need uh December off fellas because he's like a noted uh, Christmas mark oh. listening to fucking Christmas music in the middle of July. <laughs> Jesus Christ, absolutely man. But um another another great uh missed actor in this movie is Bernie Mac. Oh yeah, uh, damn right. Man. I mean him and John Ritter. I, I I was watching this earlier. I almost had a tear in my eye. Yeah, seeing I'm I'm watching a scene right now with both of them sitting in an office and it's like Jesus Christ, two fucking guys who left who are gone way too early. I mean, John Ritter way too early. And I mean, if you look in this movie, he looks great. He looks great in this <coughs> fucking movie. Yeah. 
But, um, you know, Bernie Mac had pneumonia, wouldn't go see a doctor, and uh, shit like that happens, I guess, when you don't go see a doctor with pneumonia, yeah. you know? Yeah, John Ritter saying, no, he, I don't know if he, I forgot what he had, but I know he was doing that uh, A Simple Rules show, because I was watching it at the time. Yeah. I, and I think he said he was, like, complaining, like, he, apparently, he never really complains about too much of anything, but one day he just wasn't feeling well, laid down, rested, they, uh, and next thing you know. Rushed him to the hospital and he never woke up. Yeah, yeah. This was his. Uh, it should be noted that this was his last performance. This was, and actually, at the end of the movie, it does say in loving memory of John Ritter, which um, you know, a classy move on the movie. I, I, I know it was probably expected of them, but still, to do it, to acknowledge it, is still a classy move. So. Yeah. Good on them. Um, you know, basically in this movie, he's a Santa who's a thief. I mean, this movie really, this might not be the longest show in the world. He's a Santa who's a thief who ends up meeting a kid who obviously has zero friends. Yeah, I mean, in the first scene, he meets the kid. The kid is snot running down his nose and is being bullied by a bunch of people. But knows how to handle a bully. Just ignore him and walk the fuck away. They get sick of it and skate off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess that's one way to do it. But, uh, you know, and this is the worst scene. Billy Bob Thornton just got sneezed on by a kid with chocolate in his mouth. He has chocolate all over his face. And the kid has snot running down his nose, and it's just, like, gross for more gross. So, but, you know, the kid pulls his beard down and, uh, you know, is basically kind of somehow something clicks between them, and you can tell. You can just tell. Um, But Billy Bob Thornton, being the piece of shit he is, um, anyway, by the way, the next scene is where he, uh, ends up banging Lauren Graham in his car. Uh, thank you, Santa. Thank you, Santa. Thank you, Santa. <laughs> actually, she's saying, fuck me, Santa. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I know. I was trying to keep it PG because it was a Christmas. She said, fuck it. She said, fuck me, Santa. <laughs> she had a Santa fetish. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to respect the costume, but fuck it. Yeah. Fuck me, Santa. Not, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, 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 I'm pretty here. Let's see. Fuck me, Santa! Fuck me, Santa! Fuck me, Santa! Fuck me, Santa! Oh, can I at least take this hat off? No, I love that. Oh. I love that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely fuck me, Santa. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I know what it was. But, you know, in, case <laughs> li- in case kids were listening, I was trying to class it up a little bit. But yeah, she did say fuck me, Santa. <laughs> yeah, and then the, uh, and then the guy. One of the guys from the office comes up and starts starts uh, letting out his gayness that is not allowed to be let out. And um, the kid comes up and saves Santa from probably being raped. And um, this is where uh, Billy Bob Thornton drives the kid home. And... I, like I said, this wasn't a bad movie. I definitely chuckled for many parts. Billy Bob Thornton brings the kid home, and he goes to walk in the house. Before he walks in, what does he do? Puts on a ski mask and and pulls out a black jack. 
Yeah, because he basically, I mean, basically the kid, like, and I think this is part of why he kind of like fell in love with the kid, because he realized that the kid is kind of gullible, and it's almost like he, he almost kind of like felt guilty about taking advantage of him, because he knew the kid deep down didn't know any better. Yeah, yeah. Because he was pressing him for information. Um, I don't really live with my dad, it's just my grandma. Is your grandma spry? Uh, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. And then, and then I, I guess the grandma was like doped up, <laughs> so she really doesn't know what the fuck is going on with nothing. Yeah, obviously not. Um, Let's make some sandwiches. <laughs> and and the dude walks in with a ski mask. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in a ski mask and she's making sandwiches. Um, um, that of course is uh, Cloris Leachman, by the way, who is my god. Look up her credits, and she's done every fucking like every comedy she's been in it uh most adam sandler movies she's in somewhere um if you ever saw the longest yard with adam sandler she's the one in the uh the one that he has the old the old lady he has to do to get the uh the tapes Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's in a ton of movies, man. She's hilarious. Uh, I mean, I I know who she is, but she was in that Mary Tyler Moore, too, wasn't mm -hmm. she? Yeah, she's at all the roasts. Everybody talks about how much of a slut she is. Which basically is what the roasts are. Um, Basically, people just talking about what sluts everyone is. Um... so let's see. Where else in the movie are we here? Oh, burping from the beer. Oh, oh uh, speaking of which, I, I, I got to go back to this little bit of dialogue. I don't know if you picked up on it, but when he first meets the kid, this is, I don't know. I, w- I wish we could write a book box about this title because they having this little banter back and forth when they first meet, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, he it's been established that he's like an asshole Santa. And he basically, the kid pulls his uh, wig down, his uh, beard down, mm-hmm. and he basically told him, I got sick. Well, how did you get sick? I love the woman who wasn't clean. <laughs> and then the kid goes, Mrs. Claus? No, her sister. Yep. Yep. That was, I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. I'm at that part now, and I, I just rewinded to that part, and, I wanted to get that one Well, and throughout the whole movie, he says it's Santa's sister. So, uh, Mrs. Santa's sister that he's banging throughout the movie to the kid. Um, you know, and obviously there's the, uh, they're in a mall. And this scene was just so douche chilling of the boy band singing in the mall with like 10 people circled around him and they're doing everything. Oh, don't get me started. I actually have a shoot, you know, shoot story about. You know, I'm not gonna get into details where I work at, but uh, I'm surrounded by that shit, and it's fucking obnoxious. Mm. I hate that shit. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. I bet you are. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the bright side is, you know, you know, an attractive female, but it's just like, oh, you know, Jesus, we get it. You can sing, you can do the opera deal, and it's nice and all, but sometimes, you know, this time of season. It, it, it's the kind of shit that makes you hate the holidays and the music and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's a few places I try to stay away from starting the day after Thanksgiving. The mall is one of them. Uh, I was in Walmart today, and it it, it it crossed my mind to pull my gun twice. Um, I didn't, of course, but I, 
I, I definitely probably could have talked my way into making it justified both times. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, dude. It's it's crazy out there. But um, obviously, then there is the uh, the scene that everyone kind of saw in the trailer for the movie of Billy Bob Thornton, Thornton explaining to a probably underage girl how to tilt but not tilt a pinball machine uh, by banging it and thrusting <laughs> by thrusting uh, <laughs> and uh, by the looks of her face she was actually enjoying the instruction <laughs> oh she was enjoying it alright yeah uh, it, it obviously there was a lot of things in this movie they didn't follow up on uh, that you know they didn't follow up on and uh, one scene in the movie, he comes up with a black eye and a broken bottle in his hand, but never explain how he got the the or the cut on his eye. Never explained it. Oh, <laughs> like, well, all right. You just have to assume he got into a drunk fight. That's it. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, you know, I had said before he was uh, being chased, but not being chased, but. Uh, Met the kid, he finds a cop in his apartment, what he thinks is a cop, and he goes to this back to this kid's house, and this is where he tells the kid he has to stay with him because uh, Mrs. Claus uh, caught him banging Mrs. Claus's sister. So, but the funny part is this kid will not leave leave Billy Bob Thornton alone, asking him question after question after question. Billy Bob Thornton is sitting there in the bedroom. The kid's asking him a question. He's in the bathtub. The kid's sitting there beside him asking him questions. Billy Bob Thornton is lying in the bed with a bottle of fucking bourbon, and he's still asking him questions. Oh, I would have, <laughs> I would have beat this kid. Now, boss, not, not even a kid. Have you ever dealt with somebody like that where you it seemingly you can treat them like absolute shit? But they're still nice to you, and you you don't understand why, and then you just wind up liking them just because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you like you can't like it's like what the fuck like, are you lonely? Do you not have any friends, or are you just that nice of a person that you'll willingly allow me to treat you like shit? Yeah. But yet you'll still I guess want to hang around me or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tony Cox kind of throughout the movie was kind of obviously hinting to the Billy Bob Thornton character, you gotta straighten up, you know, we we need to be low profile, this shit's getting crazy. Almost like you knew something, something was gonna happen. But, um, you know, that, that's part of it. Uh, Bernie Mac, of course, starts checking these guys out a little bit. And finds out who they now, are. We should we we, we should kind of like give a little uh, backstory mm-hmm. here. He starts checking them out at the request of John Ritter's character, who hired uh, Billy Bob and Tony Cox mm-hmm. for the uh, small Santa gig. Right. Exactly. And the reason he does it because it's like when he first interviewed him, it's almost like he had his suspicions, but he said, "I'll still he still hired him for whatever reason." And then he goes, I guess he goes into like a, I forgot it was a women's clothing store or something, the dressing room. Yes. While Billy Bob is uh, 
banging a chick that he says, and I quote, won't shit right for a week. Oh, baby, you ain't going to shit right for a week. Uh, (laughs) The funny part is when he walks up to the the big African-American hooker, she goes, "Uh uh-uh. I last time I didn't shit right for a week. <laughs> oh God, that's hilarious. That's a, that, that was almost like a. I wish they had kept that one going. <laughs> that was like a nice little running joke. Yeah, they only did it twice in the movie. That's that was it. But um, let's see, where else are we at? Uh, I'm watching him, the Tony Cox, crawl through the uh, air conditioning duct right now. As I'm. Um, Packing a bowl at the same time. Uh, let's see here. This is where Bernie Mac right here starts checking them out a little bit. Realizes who they are. And of course, Bernie Mac. them. <laughs> he wants in on the deal. Um, you know, obviously, they're, they're going to rob. The, he finds out what they're going to do is rob the place. And be gone before anybody even knows. Uh, the negotiation deal is one of the best parts of the movie with Tony Cox and Bernie Mac. Yeah. Uh, Bernie Mac. Let's just say Bernie was a boss. <laughs> he, I, I guess I can play a little bit of it here. Hold on here. Let me, let me, let me, let me find it here. Right. Almost there. Right here we go. Pretty darn impressive. How much? Half. No fucking way. You don't know who you're Easy, easy. Just back off, Will. I got this. I got this. (laughs) Okay. 30%. That's three of us. 30%, that's fair. Half. I meant 33. I meant half. And a third. (laughs) <laughs> 35 Half. 40 Half. 42 Half. 45 <laughs> Bernie Mac's like hmm um Half. <laughs> Forty-eight. Oh. <laughs> Forty-nine. Uh, it's one point. We split the dough right down the middle. Any merchandise you take, I get to look at and cherry pick. No. <laughs> I love how I love how he he got assertive about that forty look. Forty nine and not a, a percent higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then I like forty five, and I love how Bernie Mac was like, mm, yeah. He almost <laughs> he he made him think like he almost had him at forty five, and then he was like, no, fuck that half. Because <laughs> yeah. at one point he even mouthed half, the word half. Because at that point he knew he had him over a barrel, so like fuck it, why why take a anything less? Oh yeah, I mean it's either that or you're gonna go to jail. Yeah. So, which is smart, you know, let them do all the work. He basically uh, benefits all the award and assumes none of the risk. Yeah, well, man, he didn't realize he was taking on a lot of risk. 
Yeah. Uh, we'll get there. Oh, yeah. Well, not much further, actually. Um, and this is the the scene right here where, I, again, Billy Bob Thornton shows up uh, the next day. Pretty much Billy Bob Thornton shows up drunk every day to this job. Um, and you know what? I mean, they do mention the depression a little bit and all that shit, but they don't. But this is another scene where he shows up with a broken bottle in his hand, a cut over his right eye, and they do no explanation of how it happened. I'm a little pissed at that. I mean, I, I guess it's like, I guess, you know, you know, not to make this the wrestling show, but I guess they just kind of leave it to your imagination like that. I guess they figure they've established enough that this guy's a drunk. He gets in the shit. So just, yeah, fuck it. He just, he got into some shit off camera, but I'm like, you, I, I appreciate like a uh, character consistency and yeah. giving you an explanation for why things happen. So you can kind of go back and go, Oh, this is why that happened. Yeah. And this part was obviously more to scare the children than anything. Um, you know, but uh, you know that, that that is basically what it was. And I, you know, I, I I I got tired of losing my lighter, so I got this one. See this? Yeah. <laughs> <You like that? laughs> nice. This is a giant lighter. By the way, bottle opener and refillable. Huh? Nice, I can, nice. I can use this puppy until it's fucking dead. So it's giant. It works though. Yeah. So, Billy Bob Thornton freaks out a little bit here. Um, he beats up a reindeer, a foam reindeer. Yeah. And this is where Bernie Mac starts doing a little threatening, blah, blah, blah. Uh, next thing you know, he takes him out of there, gets him sobered up. Billy Bob Thornton tries to kill himself by, in a garage... By, you know, doing the old exhaust with a hose in the window. Uh-huh. But again, the kid saves him. Because he's talking to the kid, and he realizes the kid has a black eye and wonders where he got it from. And he gets out of the car and goes and beats the shit out of those kids. That beat him up to give him the black eye. This is also where Billy Bob Thornton starts thinking, maybe my life does suck and I gotta change. I mean, he doesn't, but he starts thinking maybe he should. Yeah, and they actually did kind of have like a, I guess like a moment. He did have that kind of revelation earlier in the movie. Where he was just like, okay, after this deal, I'm going down to Felino. Like you're always talking about Florida. Going down to Florida, maybe open up a business, get right, get straight and narrow. So it's, they they kind of, they kind of alluded to the fact off and on that he realized that he needed to make changes. He's getting older in life and he can't do this forever. Yeah, like because at one point Tony had pointed out to him that uh you're not as fast as you used to be with them safe cracking deals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they kind of alluded to that fact throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, this is the part right here where he kind of realizes that his life is shit and maybe he needs to change. Um, but of course he doesn't, uh, then another turning point in the movie is when the kid 
gives him his Christmas gift. The kid calls it a wooden pickle. It looks like a dildo. (laughs) (laughs) But obviously the most touching part of it is the kid cut himself earlier in the movie very badly. And Billy Bob Thornton realizes that he actually cut his hand making this gift for him. Um, I don't know. In watching this, I really thought they were going to work in that that wooden pickle was going to be used for Lauren Graham's character in the movie. Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean. But, nice. uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, she did look good lying there anyway. Yes. Very good lying there. Uh, so, you know, mm, I would take half of her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's fucking hot, man. Like, really hot. Like, I prefer blondes, but she's a really hot brunette chick. Um, yeah, she. Yeah, I mean, you know, Lauren. I mean, she definitely is on my. Uh, we'll get into that after, but uh, she's on the under. She's on the underrated list. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Definitely. Well, yeah, I'm not even sure she's that underrated. She's definitely rated in my book. Um. So now we can get into. Uh, now we can get into the part where. Bernie Mac. They're about to pull off the job. Bernie Mac goes to meet him, and Tony Cox decides to knock off Bernie Mac. So he actually ends up killing Bernie Mac's character in this movie. Obviously, they don't want to share what they're getting from this uh, this this score, and um, and they don't. They don't. So they actually end up killing Bernie Mac. Um, tells him he needs a jump start, and then ends up pushing the car and uh, running the car into him, screwing that up, and actually having to back the car over him. It kind of was a. If you ever saw Pain and Gain, it was sort of a, uh, sort of a scene kind of like that in Pain yep. and Gain. Um, scary thing is, Pain and Gain was more of a true story than this, but. Um, you know, it was sort of like that. But uh, they do end up taking out Bernie Mac. And um, let's see. they And, of course, that's the exact same. That's the, the night after they end up taking off the store. Now, the safe that they're getting into, Billy Bob Thornton doesn't know if he can get into it. It's a high-tech safe that he's never broken into. Uh takes him a long time but he does he gets into the safe and god damn is that safe loaded with money i mean loaded with money yeah 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 so uh you know while tony cox character in this movie is out getting all the gift gifts for his girlfriend slash whatever she is in this movie Billy Bob Thornton is in there doing every little thing he can to open this safe. Finally, he does get it open. And uh, he's going to get a gift. 
for somebody. I forget who was he going to pick something for the girl, wasn't he? His girl. Yeah, yeah, pick up a little something, something. <laughs> yeah, he ends up getting a pink elephant. Tony Cox ends up holding a gun to him, and uh, obviously is looking off the rest and take all the score with him and his girl. I love what Billy Bob thought. It's like, dude, you know, do you need all that shit? I mean... Yeah, hold on. Where are we at here? I didn't even know he was sick. Willie, this has been a long time coming. Yeah, hold on. Every year you're worse. Every year less reliable. More booze. More bullshit. More butt-fucking. <laughs> sure, the three Bs. You gotta be able to rely, Willie. You people are monsters. There's no joy in this for me. <laughs> I'm not talking about you taking me out. That part I get. But look at all that shit. <laughs> Do you really need all that shit? Christ's sakes, it's Christmas. <laughs> he's about to die, and he's like, you need all this shit? Really? I, I, I love how the movie, after all of this irreverence and, you know, butt-fucking and alcoholism and all of this shit, they try to get you emotional at the end with the music. And yeah. The, I, I, I hated that I had to come to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You notice um, that movie try to fuck with your emotions with the music in the background. I know. And then obviously, and then uh, the cops show up. And uh, by the way, if you don't recognize the police officer, that was Eric Estrada from Chips. Um, you know, the police show up, and um, I don't remember. Does does Tony Cox get away? I think he. I don't think he does. I think they get him. They don't really show it, do they? No, they really don't. They don't. They don't show it, but. Um, Billy Bob Thornton ends up running back to the kid's house, which is the only place he wants to get to is the kid's house. Uh, ends up going there. They do end up shooting him, but they only hit him in the liver, which who gives a shit because his liver was fucked up. Let's see if we can do that whole scene here. Oh, fuck it. Give me a second here. Start talking. Dear kid, I hope that you got my present and that there wasn't too much blood on it. Although there was blood on the presents you gave me, which didn't keep me from enjoying it. So maybe the blood doesn't matter so much, I guess. <laughs> Just in case they took it as evidence, I'm also sending you a t-shirt. I hope it's the right size. I'm healing up good, and they tell me that I will soon be 100%, even with eight bullets dug out of me, because they didn't hit any vital organs. Just my liver, which is fucked anyway. Ha ha ha. Anyways, I told the cops you had no one to take the fuck care of you, so they set it up with Mrs. Santa's sister watching you till your dad gets back in one year and three months. They made her a guardian pro temp or some such shit. Anyway, she makes better money than bartending and seems to like you and your house and jacuzzi. <laughs> As for my little helper, I'm sorry to have to tell you that him and his prune-faced mail-order wife are going to be exploring mountains with your dad. 
I hope your dad doesn't go sucking shit for them like I did. All right, so there you go. He did get busted, and he is uh, his his prune face wife. Anyway, and that was his wife. We got that too out of that out of this little uh, little thing. There we go. Questions were answered, and we've got a uh, here almost done here. Thank you for giving that letter to the cops. I forgot I asked you to do it, but it's a good thing you did, or Santa's little helper would have plugged his ass. And now the cops know I wrote it, which is going to keep my ass out of jail. That plus everyone agreeing that the Phoenix Police Department shooting an unarmed Santa was even more fucked up than Rodney King. The cops are treating me like fucking royalty now, which is new in my experience. They're going to make me a sensitivity counselor, so that tragedies like this will never again embarrass the whole fucking department. Whatever. So I'll be staying in Phoenix now, telling the police how screwed up they are, which is not a bad job as jobs go. They're supposed to let me out of this hospital room soon, so I'll see you when I come over to fuck Mrs. Santa's sister in the jacuzzi. Until then, don't take no shit from nobody. Least of all yourself. Anyway, see you soon. Santa. So there you go. And uh, that was it. So he actually ends up avoiding jail from the letter he wrote. No one really knows what's in the letter, but uh, he did avoid jail, and he's going to be banging Santa's, Mrs. Santa's sister. So, you know, but, uh, you know, not a bad movie overall, but like I said, wouldn't put it on my... Not a uh, go-to for you. Not... Not my, but again, the, the, I do like that they put in loving memory of John Ritter at the end of the movie. That was that's always good. Um, nothing in the credits, by the way. I did check. Watched all yeah. of it, but yeah. uh, I guess we can do a little bit of trivia and um, then probably get out of here, man. It was a late night tonight, so we'll 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 probably not do a long show tonight. So let's see here. Uh, let's see. We mentioned this was John Ritter's finally one. Uh, let's see. Throughout the film, there are several hints to Bernie Mac's character having const <laughs> chronic constipation. He's eating oranges. He's mixing stool softener into his drinks and everything. I didn't even think about that, but they're right. He is. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton says that he's had eight-year-olds approach him about his role in the movie. He was stunned parents even allowed their kids to watch that movie at that age. Uh, the word fuck in this movie or other variations is used 159 times. Shit, only 73 of wow. the approximately 300 total profanities in this movie. Uh, Jack Nicholson actually read for the script and wanted to do the film, but had to turn it down because he already committed to the movie Something's Gotta Give. Um, we, I gotta tell you something. I would say almost 60% of the movies we've done have said that Jack Nicholson read for the script. Hey, Jack, Jack, you can't do the voice right now, I do, but, but I mean, do you yes, that voice, that presence? It's just so fucking many people. It's crazy. 
how many of these fucking people though i mean he has tried out for a ton of, mo- of movies like this man um bill murray signed on to play willie but dropped <laughs> dropped out after uh after getting the movie lost in translation didn't know that wow uh, let's see here the <laughs> The Czech Republic titled this film Santa is a Pervert. You serious? Yeah. Uh, Larry David was also considered for the role of... The role of Willie, which was Billy Bob Thornton. Wow, another one. I didn't know that either. So Bill Murray could have been Billy Bob Thornton. I don't think that would have been good. Larry David would have just been weird. Just damn weird. Um, Oh, my God. You know what? That wasn't Eric Estrada. That was John Bunnell, who hosts all the uh, World's Wildest Police videos. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched it, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I forgot. That's who that is. That's not Eric Estrada. My stupidity. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, John Ritter also appeared in Sling Blade with Billy Bob Thornton, another movie they did together. Uh, we mentioned all that, and that's really it, man. Yeah, it's like I'm kind of depressed, man. I mean, they waited so. I mean, obviously John Ritter, you know, couldn't because he died so literally a couple about a month or two after the release of this one. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, you know, Bernie Mac, you know, he passed in uh, '08. Actually, we're just coming up on almost ten years because he died in August of '08. It was '08. So Holy shit! I guessed that right. I'll be. Damn they could have. They could have got a, a sequel in there in between. Like, I'm surprised they waited almost fifteen years to. Make a fucking sequel. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, as usual, Weebs dropping knowledge in here. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave the film three and a half stars out of four. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film has a 78 certified fresh rating based on 213 views. So, I mean, it, it, look, it definitely is a good... I, I Like I said, it is a good movie, but... Compared to my three go-to Christmas movies, I don't know. I wouldn't add this one on there. That's just me. Not bad. Wow. Funny movie. I laughed a lot. Just wouldn't substitute, you know, Christmas Vacation, um, Scrooged, and A Christmas Story with this but I definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's it. not it's not one of those. But I, and I guess it's one of those deals where, you know, the older you get, you might not. You know, you don't look at it the same way. Mm-hmm. Like if I saw this when I was mm, late teens, early twenties. So back then, my sensibilities were way different than what they are now. But I'll still pop it in and still like crack up. But it's definitely one of those movies that I'll go back and watch every now and then. Yeah, and still be able to laugh at it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 something I'll probably watch again, but not. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and again, this movie, you know, it, 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 it Christmas, uh, Christmas movies are so, <sighs> let's face it, if you watch every Christmas movie, they're all the same. Yeah. They are all the fucking same, 
somebody they either meet a guy or that i mean every christmas movie is this is all the same this was a refreshing kind of movie probably to come out in a while like i said most christmas movies are the same they're all happy stories that you know end with children believing and getting what they want for christmas and blah 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 this was just a I guess you could call this kind of a caddyshack of Christmas movies. Yeah, and but you got to figure, like you said, you know, move Christmas movies generally follow the same storyline plots. So this movie, the whole intent of it was to kind of like turn it on its ear and and be different, not be that Christmas movie, be like the it, the heel of Christmas movies, so to speak. That's the best way to describe Bad Santa. Or basically, just you know, hey, why does every Christmas movie have to be? You know, this sweet story where some miracle happens and, you know, let's face it, most fucking Christmases you're drunk arguing with your family and shit like this is kind of fucking happening anyway, you know? (laughs) But, uh, I don't know. It's just... uh, this was probably very refreshing kind of movie when every like I said every Christmas movie is the same. Just go to go to Ion Television. Go to any oh yeah any, <laughs> any stage. Go to Hallmark. Go to you know every time I go to go to see my mom, she's watching you know this time of year. She's watching a Lifetime Christmas movie, a Hallmark Christmas movie, and they're all the same. They're all the fucking same. So. Good to see. It's kind of good to see a movie like this every now and then that uh, doesn't know. I mean, yes, it's got a happy sort of ending, but um, it's a funny Christmas comedy, which obviously was needed. And I mean, there's another one coming out. Is, is it out right now? It's already out. It's already it out. out. Last month, yeah. There you go. Go see Bad Santa 2. So. And, and a little, I guess a little quick trivia note. This actually has like a, there's a few different versions. You have the theatrical version. They came out with a a, ba- a movie, a version called Batter Santa, and they have a director's cut. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are many versions of this movie out there. Yeah, each one more raunchier than the one before it. Yeah, if you can believe that. Yeah, there you go. Actually, we've just posted a sequel, Bad Santa Two, released on November twenty third. So there you go, Bad Santa too. Go see that shit. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll do that one right after. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm gonna be here next week or not. Well, it is the holiday, so it's to be expected. Dude, I have so much driving to do over the next. Oh, <laughs> what are you driving to? I gotta drive two and a half hours south. Then I gotta drive an hour and a half east from there and then I gotta drive 45 more minutes back to where I'm gonna be for Christmas day and I'm supposed to go see my sister two hours away Christmas day but I'm gonna think of some way to get out of that I don't know I hate to do it but (laughs) don't incriminate yourself on the air box (laughs) oh no I'm fine I don't give a shit I, I, I got to find a way to get out of that, dude. I'm not going to be able to do that drive. My car isn't want me to is not going to want me to do that drive. 
Oh, uh, so you gonna you you you're gonna pull you gonna pull off a Griswold family type of deal? <laughs> yeah, I might end up under a fucking logging truck. Uh, <laughs> Where's Anthony Michael Hall when you need him? <laughs> oh shit! No, it, it 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 won't be that bad. I'm just um I'm not sure if I'll be around to do it. But uh, if I am, you never we 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 may leave Saturday early morning. So if we're here, we will definitely do one. If not. Uh, hey, look, it's the holidays. People don't understand. We'll make it up to them the following week. If not, we can jam two into one. It's not that big of a fucking deal, man. Yeah, we've gone long before, so yeah. Well, that, you know, folks, you can always count on us to make it up to you. Of course. Of course. And I'm looking for something here. I'm checking out that... Uh... Well, I'll tell you, that Lauren Graham chick is pretty fucking hot, man. Um, oh, yes, yes. We were going to... Yeah, there's definitely... Uh, you type in her name, there's definitely some very nice pictures out there of her. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna send you, about to send you something now, Bots. Oh, send away. Post it up in a chat. Oh, Ten go. minutes doesn't make you love her more. Yes, Shaheen, I uh, will definitely be here for Wednesday's show. Definitely. <laughs> and uh, I don't have to get up the next day, so I may be drunk. <laughs> if that tells you anything. So, you know, just there's a possibility I could be drunk. But, yeah, I will definitely be there. Um yeah, Lauren Graham, she is smoking hot, man. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of really racy pictures of her, but um, just she's a good-looking chick. Very, very hot. The yeah, because I mean, I, honestly, outside of Bad Santa, she's normally she's normally uh yeah. I've been drinking too much right now. She's normally known for like playing like the goody goody, so this is actually a departure for her. Well, yeah, like I said, she's mainly known for Gilmore Girls, Parenthood. Yeah, she's always you know she's always a good girl. Was she in Parenthood? Yeah, not the movie, the uh, TV show, the, the uh, rebooted TV show, which was based off of the movie. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. I do. Yeah, she's been around for a long I've time. I've never seen that movie, so I would not know. Or no, I'm, no, I've not the Steve Martin movie. Uh, they actually rebooted it because my mother loved that show. Yeah. I think it went off a couple, a couple years ago. It was an NBC show. Yeah, I've never seen the show. Um, my fiance just watched the new Gilmore Girls that was just released on Netflix. They brought the show back. They did. They brought the show back. She has been begging. And do they? There's a second season of uh, Full, uh, Fuller House on there. Yes, yes, we need more of Stephanie Tanner's tits. Yep, yep, and uh, so I, I, I support that move. <laughs> now, Lauren Graham, I do remember also from uh, news radio. See, I have to go back because I actually did. I, I, I start. That's the show I started liking after the fact, but I don't recall her. Was she like a regular on the show? She did four, maybe five episodes, and she. She she basically played. She was kind of a psycho. On the show, um, she was an analyst, basically, and uh, just came in there. She was on for like four or five shows, and then they did something and got rid of her. But uh, 
you know, just four or five quick shows, but a young Lauren Graham on that show. Wow. So there you go, man. But uh, I don't know. I'm. Uh, I don't know. What, 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 what else? What else you got? I'm trying to think. I'm. I really have too much of nothing, unless you can think of something. <laughs> no, I'm just looking at this picture of Lauren Graham in a bikini, and damn, she is ripped. Yes. <laughs> she is ripped. Yes, and and uh, yeah, she's in her. Uh, I think she's in her mid forties now, but she's holding up quite well. No, she's in her late forties, almost fifty. She's forty nine. Wow, you see it? Damn, time is flying. Yeah, I don't remember her being... yeah, yeah. Wow. And she's still. I walked by the other day with my uh, when she was watching the new Gilmore Girls. She still looks very, very good at that age. So, Shaheen wants to talk aliens and demons. <laughs> Uh, shit. Call in if you want to talk aliens and demons, everybody. <laughs> Call in. I mean, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I, mean, I can't think of no conspiracy type shit we can get into. You know what, right dude? Now. You know what we should do? What is that fuck? What's the name of that movie? I'm trying to think of someone who's in it so I can look it up. Um, shit. Fire in the Sky. Oh, that came out like in 93, didn't it? Fire in the Sky. Because that name is so fucking familiar. That, that, I think that's 93. 92, 93. Sounds about right. Give me a second here. 93. And uh, we should do that movie one night so we can talk aliens and shit. Shit, honestly, I don't know if you'd be up to it. I don't even know if the listeners would be up to it. But you know what we should do one day? Mm-hmm. Fucking, uh, we should do like Unsolved Mysteries and shit. Cause I don't know about you, Box, but I love that show as a kid. Yeah, we should do that. We could do that, and I never really watched it, but we could do. We could do this movie one night and get into the old freak shit. Yep, nineteen ninety three, Fire in the Sky. I actually just watched this about, uh, I'd say three four months ago. It was on cable, and I hadn't seen it. I saw this in the theater when it came out. I remember watching this in the theater. So, you know, but this was this was a damn good movie, man. Nice. Fire in the Sky about a bunch of uh Arizona loggers, one of them gets taken gets uh abducted by an alien. It's all a uh, movie set in 1975, the year I was born. Yeah, and the funny thing is I actually never saw it, but I remember like just as a kid seeing posts, it was posters all over town, and I, I never thought to see it, but I just remember that specifically. I remember it was advertised quite heavily. I remember the commercials for it, and the fucking posters. It was all over town. So in '93, it was a big, definitely a big deal for some reason. I had no idea why, but it was a big deal. Oh yeah, and I mean, just fucking think about it. There's, I mean, think how many more sightings have been since 1993. I mean, I, I I I was looking up some from 2016, and some of that shit, some of the the sightings around the world. Um, you know, the good thing about YouTube is, you know, right around now you can go look at all the, you know, blah 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 from 2016 and stuff like that. So, yeah, you figure 93, there were no camera phones, 
There was no social media, so you basically had a bunch of nut jobs who you had basically had to take them at their word. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now you know, I mean, everybody can whip out a camera phone, which will obviously beg the question: Holy shit! We have all these gr- this great technology. Why are all these fucking films so grainy? Of the you know all these you know, UFOs and shit, but. You can also say a lot of the good ones are getting pulled down very quick. So, I don't know. This is something I wouldn't mind having a Shaheen on there for. So, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, maybe uh, beginning of the year we'll do that movie. Get a nice long uh, long show out of it and do some, some conspiracy theory talk on it. So, uh... I don't know. Now, I guess real quick, Bob, did yeah. you ever see on Blair Witch? I never did. Um, by the time I, 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 to this day, I never understood the hype behind that movie. <laughs> I still don't. I, I I never saw it, but it it like by the time I thought about going to see it, people were already giving it a lot of shit. I, mean, I won't say it was bad. It was. It's just. It's different. You gotta go. You definitely have to go into it with an open mind. Yeah. I mean, I. I, I mean, I can obviously go watch it. It's. It's on Netflix, I believe. But um, yeah, I, I de- definitely go out and watch it. Definitely go and watch it. I can check it out. <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm gonna. I'm. I, I do not care for those shaky cam things, but I'll check it out. I will. I don't mind checking it out. I'll watch it. No, why watch it? Shaheen says I'm breaking his heart because I haven't seen Blair Witch Project. Jesus Christ, dude. What the fuck? It's fucking Blair Witch. It's not like it's fucking Godfather or something. I mean, Jesus. Um, Alright. Anyway, I don't really have anything else, dude. Are you, uh, you good? I'm good, man. Good. Well, fuck it then. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and get the fuck out of here. Uh, here, I'll start with this. Don't forget to check out me and Shaheen Wednesday nights right here on uh, Mixer.com slash THD podcast. Check out the group, uh, Facebook.com slash group slash THD podcast. We had an excellent interview last week with Ricky O, uh, former owner of JCW Jersey Championship Wrestling and now GCW. Um, definitely... Jump on iTunes, check that out, THT Wrestling Podcast, just put in THT Podcast. This week we're going to have on Tony Deppen and Maven Bentley, and uh, always, don't uh, don't forget, me and Anthony will be back maybe next week, depends on when I'm leaving. Check out our Facebook, just check out THT Movie Review, we can let you know, and uh, that's it. Anthony, what do you got to say for the end, bro? Peace and piss. Merry Christmas in advance. Just in case we don't talk to you next week. Peace, piss, and Merry Christmas. Yeah, I, th- I figured we did bad Santa, so it kind of fits the theme. Like, it was a lot of pissing in the movie. Well, <laughs> then really all you got to say if we did bad Santa was, look, if we don't talk to you motherfuckers, have a fucking great fucking Christmas, and uh, don't fucking kill any of your family. All right? On that note, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Later.